Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry uh, talking about the world of movies in the middle of the summer, although it's not quite summer officially yet. The movies are getting hotter, and Chuck and I have a lot to discuss, including the release of Jurassic World Dominion, which we both got a chance to see. And uh, we'll we'll tell you what we thought in just a couple of minutes. And, and we bring him in as well. Chuck, uh, you know, I couldn't help but thinking in a full house on Thursday night. It wasn't that long ago you and I went to the... Uh, <laughs> We went to see it in front of well, a lot more people than you and I probably saw it. Uh, the Jurassic Park back way back when in the '90s. You're gonna rehash that old story? Yeah. I think I I think I told it a few times on the air. But anyway, for those who have not heard it, in 1993, me and Mike got in his little uh, yellow Miata. We took a drive. We had the soundtrack, the John soundtrack that you pre-bought, the theme for the Jurassic Park. We played it all the way to New York City, right? And then we saw it at the Ziegfeld, which is which at the time was the largest single one-screen movie theater in the United States, I believe, 1,150 people, four o'clock show, it was sold out. And I remember Ron Insana, who was on uh, the financial show, MSN, uh, M, uh, and what it was it, MSNBC, one of those. Yes, the CNBC, yeah, yeah. He actually got out of his car and bought a ticket. And uh, it was an incredible experience. The energy was electric. We stayed over at the Hilton, which is across the street, and uh, we saw it again at midnight. It was a, it was really an awesome experience. Uh, and you say they don't make movies like that anymore. Um, well, they I don't, don't have. Ex- Maybe they don't. Well, they don't have. You don't have experiences like that anymore. Um, that's for sure. Um, and that theater's not even open anymore, which is unfortunate too. Um, but it, almost thirty years later. The, we, we get the latest edition of the Jurassic World series, uh, which brings the gang all together again. And uh, I saw it in the packed house on IMAX. Chuck saw it uh, in, in, on Thursday as well. And, and we're going to let you know what we thought of it. Chuck, you know, it's uh, everybody's in it. It's uh, well over two hours. Um, I'd like you to go first and then I'll react to your reaction. Now, we have not spoken before we went on, so we don't know each other's opinion. Right. 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 Correct. I would say for me, I would say for me, like like early reviews that started to leak a few days before it was released. This is very much a mixed bag. Uh, I did not expect based on my love of the original film. And I got to be honest with you, I gotten something out of every entry in this franchise. I would give every one of them thumbs up for me. I like. Inclu- all of them. I would say including this one as well. OK, now this one, this one. It was like Mission Impossible meets Fast and the Furious meets James Bond <laughs> with dinosaurs. Right. It's a movie on steroids. Well, you're talking about all the locations they went to and all that stuff. Yes. It yeah, did, it's globe trotting. Yep. I said to myself after it was over, is is uh is Dallas Bryce Howard's character the same character I saw in Jurassic World? Probably because she not. She does a little bit superhero. It, it's like like yes. okay, now here's the thing. My the positive first. I gotta be honest, with you, I really did the, the old cast back. Like yes. I, some of it, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Okay. 
and I liked I liked some of the nuanced references to the original film and the relationship between Sam Neill, Alan Grant, and Ellie, played by Lord Dern. I liked that a lot. And there's a payoff scene toward the right at the end mm-hmm. that I got to be honest with you, I I got emotional. Right. Like it was cool. Okay. I like Jeff Goldblum's Ian Malcolm. I thought he was at first. I was oh, is this going to be just an extended cameo? But then in the staff, he really gets heavily involved. Now I didn't read the novels. I didn't, but I, from what people tell me, this Biogen mm-hmm. is it the, the company in this movie is a yeah. big part of the novels. It is right. It is. You'll yes. explain that in a second. Okay. So, so uh, Campbell Scott pops up. He's the villain. You know, or the, you know, he's the corporate villain. Quote unquote. I, I found his performance a little weird. It was weird. Uh, it's just a little weird. Okay. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like you could see him trying to play quirky El- yeah. Elton Musk esque whatever Musk, you yeah, whatever yeah, they're going yeah, for. Yeah, 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 Elon Musk, whatever they're going for here. Okay. Now here's the thing. What they do with this movie is basically this is it's it basically two stories that merge into one, right? So Correct. you got the Chris Pratt, Dallas Bryce Howard, those characters from Jurassic World, and then you got the the original cast of Neil, uh, Lord Dern, and Jeff Goldblum, and they're 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 out. Their stories are completely separate, but wind up merging for the last act. Mm-hmm. Okay, now here's the here's the thing. I would argue, I could argue, and this movie got an A minus on Cinema Score. I read a lot of just regular regular movie always reacting online and, it, and just like so you know it, it's okay? about 30 it's about 34 percent rotten tomatoes right now so it just shows right. you the difference no, between he, he, the okay two. so here's the thing i watched about half of this movie a second time just i sat in the back i just was curious you know because i'm involved with the theater we booked it at pocono cinema East and the, like the action sequences in this movie like they move but they're it's- on they're on steroids. It's, this is fast. The only thing missing from this movie is Vin Diesel driving a car through the center of the screen, right? I mean, that's what, that's what they're going for here. This is just like pump. It, it, listen, it's void of a. It's, there's not a lot of thought into the script, in my opinion. Like at the end, they try to make you realize. They they try to make you think you saw something profound, but I don't think we did. Right? It's just basically like okay. Uh, a little exposition, pumped up action sequence, wildly over the top. Yeah, but I mean, some nostalgia, what I liked. But as a whole, okay, I, in a nutshell, out of one to 10, I'm going to give this movie a five and a half. Uh, you're okay? way underselling like it. You're way it. underselling it. You're way underselling uh, it. You're, 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 okay. you're reviewing this movie as if it's not a dinosaur movie with action in it. You got to understand what kind of movie this is. What? I mean, here's my thought the whole time I was watching this movie. Go ahead. And I get look, there's mm-hmm. stuff I don't like about it either. There, I mean, you're right. There's no there's hardly any dialogue. I mean, Chris Pratt really hardly talks. In the I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you a point. I'm going to tell you since we have till now about this movie. I got to be honest with you. I am very surprised your reaction. Your reaction is a strong favorable. I am. Well, I, I am surprised. I, 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 the caveat being for what it is. I think it does yeah. hit its marks. Yeah. I think you're right. The action scenes, although are somewhat over the top, I think that those are the best parts of the movies. When the, when the dinosaurs are doing their thing, that's when this movie really excels for me. I also question okay. the fact if these six actors weren't in the film, would we would it be as good? Now, I, that, that's the part of nostalgia you're talking about. The fact that they're all I, mean, I like that part. I, yes, I, like that part. I, I think it ha- actually yeah, helps I, things out. 
what I was thinking yeah. the whole time is how hard it is for movie makers nowadays or anytime really to capture real t- magic that, you know, just that, that awe, okay. you know, yeah. when you're in a movie theater, yeah, okay. they did it in the original, speak, they did it, gro- they did it with Jurassic point. world, but this, the whole time, why? It, tell it, me why that's my point. Tell, because tell me, the, tell the me one, why they did it in Jurassic world. Tell me. Well, because first of all, there was a long break before the two movies that helps. Then and they they're, de- they're basically remaking the original film. They're remaking they do, the original the, concept of the film. That's I why just it, think, that's why you have that sense of wonder. I agree. Yes, it's not here in this film, but that's OK. I didn't expect it. There it wasn't in the in uh, uh, Fallen Kingdom either. I just think that they're no, just making a, no. a monster movie that it works. Is does it aim too much towards the movie like Rampage instead of the original Jurassic series? Maybe you're probably right. Um, but I think on a lot of levels, I mean, the the, mm-hmm. the motorcycle chase through Italy, that's done very well. I mean, the, the, the action scenes are really, really good. And there are some really positive stuff when she's on that ladder and the T-Rex bites on the I mean, that's that's as good as anything we've seen in any of the movies. So there are moments okay. of excellence throughout this movie. Now, I will tell you, it oh, tr- does uh, try too this hard. Is a good debate. This is this is. It does expand way too much. I will tell you that the world of Jurassic Park, you know, a lot of times when we were watching the other ones, we wish it got bigger. We wish it it was more of a global kind of, hey, what would happen if these animals were all over the world? And, And it goes to show you when you move, do a movie like that, there's a lot of gaps in the script. There's a lot of problems in continuity. There's a lot of problems in just believability. If you, I mean, I know it's a dinosaur movie, but some of the globe trotting that they literally do, you know, one day they're they're in California, the next day they're in Italy and they're fighting dinosaurs. You've got to leave okay. your brain at the door. There is definitely okay, so that. Here's my question, here, here, but here's a legitimate question I'm asking you: Should these characters be doing this? Um. Yeah. Would 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 the two would a woman? I probably not. No. It. it you're right. Why, well, here, I, I know a man like, but why is Alan Grant? Why is Alan Grant in the well, act of this movie? Like what, what? Like I mean, I I love him there. I listen. I love what they did. I love uh, the original cast in this movie. I do. But I would like, quite, I, no, is, is I, a mathematician. Like what? Like well, he works yeah. for Biogen now. Why? The, that's a real good question. Ian yeah. Malcolm would never work for this corporation. Now you could argue the one reason he is is so he can find out the problems that they're having and then expose them. Uh, That's a leap. Yeah. But the fact that he is ingrained ingrained in this company is a head scratcher. Look, it's a two and a half hour dinosaur movie with great action in it. You're never going to recapture the magic of those other movies. I, it's better than the third Jurassic Park. I think it's better than Fallen Kingdom. I think there's good. It, it hooks you with good laughs and good thrills. I mean, what more do you want from this? It, the, the like I said, Chuck, the whole started. time I was watching it. It is, is extremely hard to recapture and make a movie that's going to please everyone, especially when you're six movies deep in this you oh, know, I agree. series. Listen, so I, it, I, I would, it's almost I would a, argue it, it just, it's an impossible task. It really is. And, and I think for the okay, most so, part, you have enough thrills. You have enough fun. And you like these characters. I'm glad I spent two hours with them. And, 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 and is it is it I, I, great art? No, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying I. I'm not saying this movie. I'm not telling people don't go see this movie. I just I. I and again, there's parts, there's things I liked, but there's things about modern movie making that True. bother me because I just I just think 
if you look at Top Gun Maverick, as an example, okay, that movie's not on steroids, like, and that's why people are embracing it. I think they're shortchanging modern audiences. And I said this to, to my wife today. We were driving. Question. If you put the same crowd you watched this movie with in a theater, right, and you showed them the original Rocky, right, and you told them to put their cell phones away, pay attention, would they be completely won over by that movie? I say yes. And the reason I think Top Gun Maverick is, is, is connecting so well, because Tom Cruise, director, those producers said, you know what? We're gonna make me like we used to make. We're not gonna we're not gonna conform to what these studios think is what people want. Meaning, putting movies on steroids. I, you don't have to do. You don't have to do this. You can I, tell us. Yeah, I, 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 I get I, it. I don't know if there's another story to be told with Jurassic Park. I think if you do another one, you almost sacrilegiously you almost gotta reboot the original and start again. Yeah, well, yeah there's nothing else to tell. There's no to be, other story. To be, no, there's not. But to be to, to be fair, my criticism of but to be fair, yeah. my criticism of Fallen Kingdom was the fact that they 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 stripped everything down and went into a haunted mansion basically and made a dinosaur movie. Yes, and, I agree. You know, so yeah. so it was, I can't almost I can't like, criticize it almost this. like Alien Three to Aliens. Right. I cannot criticize yeah. this movie then to try and at least expand and and go bigger because that's what I wanted. And so it, I don't want to. Look, you're right. The flying scenes, the the, the there, but there, there's some stuff in here that is really ultimately scary when they're confronting the animals at the end and the showdown between the the dinosaurs at the very end of this film is fantastic. Is as good as the end of Jurassic World. I just think to be fair to this movie, in a bubble, in a vacuum, if these other movies didn't exist, would you have been entertained for two hours? I say yes. You're right. Is it over the top? Is it on steroids? Is it all these things? Yes. But is it fun? I say, yes, it's fun for two hours. And that's you, all I really you, wanted. You know, from this. I, I didn't have as much fun. So in Fallen Kingdom. Scale of one to 10, what do you give it? I give it about a seven and a half or eight. About a seven and a half okay. or eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would. I'm, um, I'm and glad you liked it. I, I, okay. I just think that you got to put it in perspective. That's the whole. And, 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 you know, we talk about it all the time. They nailed Jurassic World. They, they nailed it. They got it completely right to me. I was on high when, after I saw that movie. They, that oh, does, and, but here's, but an experience like that, Jurassic Chuck. World. But but an experience like that yeah. only happens once every 20 years. Yeah. You're not going to be but, able to, here, to capture that again. Which which the girl, one of the things that worked and why I had a nice sense of wonder, the kid, the two kids, kids right? the, the brothers, kids the two brothers, the right? kids help. Yep. Okay. The kids help. A lot. Now, this movie has the, the, it has, uh, the girl, the girl from Fallen Kingdom. And she's good. Yeah. I actually think she's pretty good. I think she's got some real good scenes. And, she, and she's good in the movie. Yeah, no, no, no. He's good, but I didn't, I didn't equate her as a kid. I didn't equate her as a kid, but right. she's good. I, I, I get it. There's, uh, it almost, I, I, I just, I don't want to keep saying now, but it almost felt to me like, okay, the director, Trevino, right? It's like did, when you're yeah. watching this movie, it feels like, okay, he's on point next day he has a hangover like he's like he's like what are you doing then he gets on point then he then he's then he's he's sleeping behind the wheel this scene's in the trailer like the, the the driving scene with the kid in the t it's not in the movie right ian malcolm goes bigger they always have to go yeah, it's not in the movie yeah, yeah. there's a ton he must yeah, have shot happens. a ton of that, stuff that happens I, a lot i have that a happens. feeling though i have a feeling this movie was like a runaway dinosaur in the editing room 
and and they just he's just trying to find a cohesive story right out of out of a lot of the footage he shot yeah well That's what i think i i i think it fits with all the other movies i think it's as good as you know i think it, it's good enough to to put you can watch all six of them and i think you're going to be in pretty good shape one day and when you go with I saw it my daughter. My daughter and I saw it. She loved it. She thought it was great. What she think? Okay. She thought All it was right. great. She clapped at the end. The audience clapped at the end too. And we got a you know real good reaction. Um, there's some really funny lines with Ian Malcolm too. I I like that the yeah, the, the, the chemistry between Sam Neill and and Laura Dern is back again. That worked. Uh, oh, it is. I that is, I agree. I, that uh, I now, like. But to to go back to your argument, to what you're saying now, if these characters, like if it was six new characters in this movie. Would we be invested in something like this? Mm-hmm. Probably not. It probably would play more like no. a rampage no, movie than it be, would. Be. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it works it, to me. I'm glad I got to spend another movie with these characters um, and, and uh, interesting to see what happens with Bryce Dallas. How you're right. Her, some of what she does in this movie is like, what did she go to like ninja training for like three years in between movies? Here? Some of the. To. Some of the stuff, uh, but I liked her in it. I was glad she was actually involved in the second one. It seemed like she disappeared a lot in that film. I, I, I just and I liked the new character too, the pilot. I thought she worked as well. I, oh, I, I thought she, I thought she had good screen presence. Yeah, very confident. Uh, good. I liked her. Listen, uh, it's I, not the, it's not the actors or the characters. That's not the issue here. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Acting character. I'm a little still. I'm still a little perplexed. I, I guess my, I still. I, to me, five, five and a half out of ten. It's a mixed bag. Some good, some not so good. Uh, I just am perplexed that the need for these modern directors to put this stuff on steroids. I, I don't think it's necessary, and it's not a trend. Uh, you know, is I don't mind bigger. I don't mind bigger if it stays in the contents of somewhat semi-realistic. Yeah. But when you just when you break when you break the third when you break the fourth wall of insanity, it's like okay. I think right. I think you're overselling that. I don't think it went way far over the top as much okay. as you say that. I mean, there's a couple of scenes I agree, but once they get the biogen at the end, I don't think there's anything over the top that any of the characters really do that isn't just trying to survive. Um, I, but with listen, but this is what's great about. How the, do you like that shot when they take they take the old cast and the new cast? It's great, and they sort of put them ahead of a of a dinosaur's mouth. That's it's great. It, I mean. There's there's some yeah, really good high notes. You'd like to throw back a reboot back to the original. Yeah, I like the Barbasol, the Barbasol yeah. can. I thought that was clever. Um, yeah. And I, you, yeah, you're right. I like but the company does play a bigger part in the novels. In fact, Dotson is in the first movie. He's the one that actually gives the Barbasol can to right. Wayne Knight. And they changed the, Obviously, that wasn't Campbell Scott. Um, so it goes to show you that they are entwined. They were the rival company to Richard Attenborough's uh company too so uh engine so yeah i mean you can get it like some of the politics is a little you know i thought like you said there was some statements towards the end that they wanted it to be profound and and look at a mirror towards our society i i felt that very very liberal of them i don't i think that fell flat but but I how do you okay to do. at the end of them it's not a spoiler but like at the end of the movie how do you clean up all the dinosaurs roaming among people. How, how did they clean that up? Exactly? They don't they don't really do it. I mean, it's they never really could. I mean, how well, they uh, clean the locust. Pro- they clean it. The, they clean the giant locust problem. Up, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's not give away too much. We're talking oh, you too see much. Dinosaurs running with horses. Ah, don't worry about it. It's OK. 
I, I, I think we'll be fine. I think again. people realize there's going to be some sort of a resolution. Right yes. Uh, listen, it, again, I'll go back to my original argument. It's a two hour dinosaur movie on that level. I think it works 110 percent. Okay. Uh, Chuck, wow. let's talk about movie I, news real quick. I, 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 last thing I'll say, I am I am I, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised at your reaction. But go ahead. I'm oh. glad we have to be. Um, the movie made 18 million dollars on that Thursday, and it looks like it's going to make around 125 or so, a little lower than the, the second one and, and much lower than the third. Well, the Jurassic World. Um, yeah. Uh, but again, it, real numbers will come out They're saying tomorrow. about 140. Yeah, about 140. I mean, that's solid. I I don't know how much more because, you know, it I think is. It, it is solid. I think we we both talked about it last week. I think they got hurt by get, not getting it out before Top Gun. And I bet you they never thought in a million years they would have had to. But it really goes to show you the power of no. uh, of Top Gun. Chuck, I did see a teaser and getting into movie news real quick. I did not know Rob Zombie was making a live act, uh, a remake of the Monsters. I, I saw, I, I yep. saw a teaser for it and I, I couldn't help but laugh. Now, he's not going to kill hundreds of people in this film. This is going to be a homage to the 60s sitcom, correct? I, I think so. I, 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 I don't know if Herman's <laughs> I mean, going to walk around with a steak knife. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what Rob Zombie. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought no. it was. No. It goes to show you, though, the minute uh, you watch this teaser, you hear the music. I mean, it's got to uh, be one of the best theme songs of all time in the history of TV theme songs. Every time I it hear is. it, it puts you in a good mood. Uh, in, in this in this in, in this version, is uh, the monsters live a block of, of white trash people? What? <laughs> I, I mean, that's just Rob Zombie, right? I know it is. Holy cow. I know. Uh, I hope nobody gets embalmed in this movie <laughs> like his other ones. I did see that uh, Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife <laughs> is getting a sequel and Jason... <laughs> Jason Reitman is is back as the director and co-writer. Another Ghostbusters movie. And it's going to take place in New York City again, Chuck, which I think is a is a fun thing to do. They're going to go back to that firehouse. The question is, who in the cast is going to be back? Um, I think they're going to have to. I think this will be some some of a summary. So some maybe they had a lot of new cast members here and the kids. Will, the kids will more most likely be the ones that come back. Right. I. I don't think you need to have Probably. the original cast back in it again. Maybe Paul no, Rudd's extended cameo. Um, and they're also making uh, a they're also making an animated series out of the out of Ghostbusters as well too. So that uh, I, heard. I don't care about animated. I know you got no heart or soul. I remember that about you. All right, Chuck. Uh, let's go back in time here. You pick the year. I tell you what movies came out that year, and it's always going to be a lot of fun now because we're in the middle of summer. So. Chances are we're going to see what's in theaters way back when, and we're going to be pretty impressed and maybe have some good thoughts on it. So what year would you like to travel back to? How about 2005, Mike? Here's what we had in 2005. Uh, the first week in June, it was uh, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which uh, I believe they made a sequel to that as well, was a big hit. Um, Cinderella Man came out in 2005, Chuck, directed by Ron Howard, Russell Crowe. Um, and Paul like yeah, that was a good flick uh, for sure. Lords of Dogtown came out as well. And you had um, the adventures of Shark Boy, Lava Girl in 3D, the Honeymooners and Mr. And Mrs. Smith came out as well. Chuck, well, the Honeymooners was a blasphemous remake with Cedric, the entertainer and Mike Epps playing Ralph Crampton, Ned Norton. That was pretty unfunny. But Mr. And Mrs. Smith, I thought was a decent action movie from Doug Lehman and adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Um, well, kids kind of like that movie. That was Robert Rodriguez. Any thoughts on any of those films? I agree with you on the honeymooners. Um, 
other than that, you know, Mr. Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I, I enjoyed that movie. Yep. I will, I will tell you this. You were one week away from the beginning of uh, the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman movies. Uh, Batman Begins came out June 15th of that year. So you were just a week away from picking a uh, really, really I'm solid tell you year. A quick story. On, uh, when, I, it's my favorite superhero movie, by the way, Ben Begins 2005. So me and my wife saw that at the mall when we're driving home after seeing that, the, a nurse calls and tells her that we're having a baby girl. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's a great story. Yeah, I remember that. And then, a- and then I remember like throwing all the baseball gloves and bats out of my car and said, <laughs> damn, what am I going to do? Um, all right, Chuck, before we wrap things up here, let's do a fast five. I give you an actress or an actor and you tell me the first movie that pops to mind. You ready to go? I am ready. All right. Uh, Adrian Barbeau is six. Uh, sorry, 77 years old. Um, the the uh, great scare queen of the uh, of the 80s. What do you think of first, though, when you hear Adrian Barbeau? Well, first of all, I would say if a TV, it was bored. That's how you know she came to uh, prom, you know, promise. But the, the carpenter, it would be a, it would be the fog. I know she's an escape from New York also. I would say the fog. I, I like her in the fog. I, I, I like that movie a lot, actually. Yeah, she's good in that. I actually thought she's kind of funny in Back to School too, in their small role there as uh, Oh yeah, Ronnie Dangerfield's first wife. Yeah, very, she's very, very funny. Very in that. funny. I uh, I would. What about Swamp Thing? I know a lot of people uh, enjoy that film as well. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of that movie, but she does carry Swamp Thing. Yeah. Well, they don't. They don't. They don't make that anymore. I mean, so as a Wes Craven movie. Yeah, you know, I remember I discovered that movie on I discovered that movie on, on VHS. I, I did not see that in a theater. It has a cult following. But, you know, having said that, like, it's like that. I, it's almost hard to believe when you see like because, you know, Michael J. Fox uh, turned 61. Right. So uh, we're going to come up. But like when you see when you realize the movies that you feel like you watched yesterday or last week or la- are now 34, 40 years old. It's like, holy cow, does time fly? Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, you, you, you mentioned his name there. I was going to get to him eventually. Uh, I was going to do him last, but we might as well tackle him next. Michael J. Fox ha- has a birthday on, on, on June, uh, had a birthday on June 9th earlier in the week. Um, he's mm-hmm. 50. He's 61 years old, believe it or not, which is mind boggling himself. I mean, obviously, it's about the future trilogy. I mean, that, that is, it's, it's, it is, is a great trilogy. It will stand the test of time. And the reason for that is the chemistry between him and Christopher Lloyd. I mean, let's be honest. If they remade that movie now, I don't know how much they would care about the characterization and the chemistry as much as just the effects. They would probably put it on steroids, right? Yeah. And and the reason those movies work well is because you just like hanging out with Michael J. Fox's Marty Fly and Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd. Uh, he did a movie with Sean Penn, a Brian De Palma movie called Casualties of War. With a really good score, very interesting movie because you know, it was a subject that you know a lot certain people don't want to see, you know, because right. it makes the Americans, the American soldiers in Vietnam, not good, right? And it's like I, I understand why some people would have an issue with it, but the film itself I thought was good and I liked him in it. Um, the Frighteners has a, a, a cult following. That's a Peter Peter Jack. I like that movie. I don't. I just I don't, I don't love it or anything. But uh, I am a big fan of Michael J. Fox. And I remember seeing Teen Wolf in a the theater 
<laughs> the first time. And, you know, people eat that movie up. They loved They They had yeah. a great time with that movie. Yeah, it made and a lot of money, expected too. expected much of it. Yep. And it came out. It was in the can. It came out after Back to the Future and made a lot of money. Yeah. He's always been appealing to me. Obviously, Alex P. Keaton. And I thought Spin City was a good series as well. Oh, yeah. Um, he, yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the best. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of one of the best, how about Gene Wilder, Chuck? Uh, we lost him a few years back, about six years ago. He would have had a birthday this weekend and he would have been uh, 89 years old. Uh, wow. It's got to be it's got to start and end with Willy Wonka, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, listen, 74 was an amazing. Willy Wonka is 71. Iconic. Nobody, nobody should ever play that role again, in my opinion. That's I agree. how good and born to play that role he was. You know, 74 had to be a dream year for him. Blazing Saddles and then Young Frankenstein in the crazy. same year. It's crazy. I mean, it, it doesn't get better than that. Those are two classics. Yep. Yep. He, he and, 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 and then he did all the stuff with Richard Pryor. Yep. Um, and I thought he was very well cast in Silver Streak, too. I thought that's an underrated uh, fun action movie that he was actually the lead in. Uh, how about Malcolm McDowell, Chuck? There's a name we don't hear much of, and he's been around for a really long time. He is uh, 79 years old. Uh, Malcolm McDowell, what do you think of? Uh, the Jack the Ripper movie was uh, Time was After that? Time. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. I Now, I remember seeing Time After Time, WHT, who did the antenna cables when I was a kid. And that movie hooked me. I mean, yeah. I love that movie. That movie is a fantastic film. I mean, uh, he's a really good villain in Blue Thunder. Yep. Yeah. He always, I mean, obviously Clockwork Orange is iconic, but it's not an easy movie to watch. It's very disturbing. Stanley Kubrick, um, very disturbing movie, but he's great. And he's a, really, he's a good, he's a good actor. And, and obviously he got to play Loomis a couple of times as well. And, you know, we don't really he like did talk- a good job. Yeah. It wasn't his he fault. Did, that those he did movies- a good job. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. Those no, movies are, are no. Bad, you know, um, he actually was good. That was good casting. I mean, yeah. you know, Donald Pleasance is Loomis, but it was good casting. How about Will Patton, Chuck, who has a tie to Halloween as well? He was just in the last Halloween movie. Will Patton's been around for quite some time. He's 68 years old. I'll always remember him in No Way Out. The very first time I saw him, really good villain in that film yeah. with Kevin Costner. Mortman prophecy. Mortman prophecy. Yeah, he's good. And I actually thought he and he's was a, a, he's a he's a villain. In, he's a villain in the Postman. Yeah, you want is. a war? I'll give you a war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's also very good in Remember the Titans. You know, everybody gives you know, uh, Denzel, all the credit, but he's really he's good too good. as the, as the white coach. In oh, he's that. a good actor. He's a very yeah. good actor. I've always liked Will Patton. No doubt about it. Um, and last but not least, it's captain America, Chris Evans, Chuck, who is 41 years old this weekend. He's going to yeah, play light year, uh, in the next light year movie coming out next weekend. He is 41. Huh? Yeah. He's, a su- he's a super likable guy. Uh, he's a terrific Steve Rogers. I mean, he that's is. really the bulk of what we're going to be known for. I will go back to one of his first movies in cellular. I thought that was a real good flick with him and Kim Basinger, a good action movie way before smartphones. That's a real good flick. He's actually very funny in um, the, the spoof, not another teen movie. He's real good in that too. And Snowpiercer, let's face it. That's a kick-ass movie, Chuck. And he's a big part of that. that. Um, And we both like that movie gifted. He did a couple of years back too. I like that movie. Yeah. I, I wish he did more movies like that. Well, he's a very little guy. He is. And he's very good in Knives Out as well. So he's he's been all all over the place a little bit, but um, he is and will always be Steve Rogers. There's no doubt about it. Agree. All right, Chuck. Well, we didn't agree on Jurassic World uh, Dominion, but uh, we'll live to do another show next week. It's OK. 
agree to disagree. I, but I just want to say, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not people not to see it. I'm not saying it's a, I don't saying, oh my goodness, like it's awful. A few people said that. No, it's not awful. It's not. It's just not. It's not. No, it's not. It has entertainment value and it has the old cast and new kid. It, it, it's not the actors or the characters. That's not the issue. It's, it's what they do with these characters. Should they be doing these things? Like that's my basic premise of right. our debate. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I, I'm able to check that out the door. It's not as big a deal for me as it was for you. And okay. most importantly, go see it in the theaters and have a good time. Go out. Yes, I agree. hundred percent. Have a good time. All right, Chuck, we'll do this all over again next week. Mike, uh, always a pleasure to the audience. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.